All right. All right. Welcome to the action right, shooting show. Um, welcome to the action shooting show. We have maybe a little bit different format tonight. Um, Skype was not working on my piece of crap computer, so we're trying something a little bit different. So hopefully it works out here. Um, tonight we have Mark Rebke and Tiger Schultz. And we are going to kind of continue that last conversation we had on running gun gear, but pretty much just focus on uh, packs. So we, we kind of left that off. We didn't want to rush that because there's a lot to get along here. And Mike Ford may jump on. We'll, we'll see what, what he's able to do here. So, um, all right, let's get started. Um, I think to start off, we're going to go with the absolute basic lightest pack. So... We're talking something like this, maybe even a little bit less. This is holds a hydration bladder. It's got a very little bit of extra that you could put in there, but it's it's not much more than a hydration bladder. Uh, you know, you could probably fit an extra mag in and maybe a jacket or something. So um, that is probably the minimum if you're going to be ruck packing stuff out there, um, like that hydration pack, and um, Kind of goes up from there. Is there anything? I don't think there's a lot to say about the small ones. You guys want to add anything to that? Yeah, I do. So I have the Camelback. According to this, it is the Daystar 15. This is a one and a half liter, I think, or maybe two liter. It's the essentially it is just carrying water is what they marketed as. But the truth is you can carry quite a bit more. I think in Heartbreak, I used this. I had an entire, like a light jacket like this stuffed in here. I had two mags and a pistol mag, two rifle mags and a pistol mag in here. It's got, you know, a fairly decent sized pack, but it is, I mean, it's bare minimum. It's on your pack. It's got a little bit of rigidity to it. It's maybe got some plastic and then it's just got the hose that you run out i don't even know where the hose is. i think i have the the bladder actually drying somewhere uh but the bladder runs out of here a liter and a half we we haven't really discussed how much water you need for a running gun but in my opinion a half a liter per 5k tends to be enough you may want to carry a little more or maybe a little less but liter and a half plenty for a 10k um we haven't again we haven't talked about how much water you need one of the things that i've experienced is it's not about drinking water especially if you're training for this stuff you know you go for a jog for 5k not that big of a deal but on these running guns you typically if your 5k time is 27 minutes you know 25 minutes whatever your running gun is 45 55 an hour and it just it's handy to have water that you can swish out in your mouth and then spit if you have to spit or swallow whatever you want to do you know that's a that's between you and your your friends what you're going to do there but um the idea is just having some water for refreshment a liter and a half again i've never needed more than half a liter per 5k uh, but it's always good to have extra and then typically we talked about packs or uh, chest rigs in the last episode. If I run two rifle mags, one on my belt, I'll throw an extra one in here and maybe an extra pistol mag, plenty. 
the nice thing about these little packs that aren't built into your plate carrier or anything like that, if you want to, in the heat of the moment, you can flip it around and run it on your chest and then dig out of here, pull your mag out, put it in whatever pouch you got, whatever, you know, side mag thing kind of thing, whatever. And then you got your water, you got a back or a little extra storage because sometimes in these matches, another topic we've talked about is picking up stuff on the range. Heartbreak is one of these where they'll say, you got to pick up a teddy bear. You got to pick up this and that, all these random trinkets. You stuff them in here. There we go. Exactly. So little things. It's not a lot of storage. It's not a big deal. I mean, we're, if we talk about the size of my chest, it's, it's not a big bag, um, but it's something. It's on your back. It's small. There's no waistband. We'll talk about waistbands in a second or hip bands. There's nothing like that. But this is, I think I've used this in three or four running guns. It's always been sufficient for me not carrying weight. So we'll get into carrying weight later, but not carrying weight, just light class, whatever they call it, light fighter in some matches. Just do you need water? Do you need a little bit of extra stuff? I've hung my gloves off the bottom of here. You know, put the, the Velcro for your gloves on here if you want to do that. Um, but as far as just basic, do I need to carry water and maybe a little bit of stuff? This has been my go-to. Again, it's a Camelback. Day star fifteen, yeah, you know, and something I think, like that. I think the key with I think the key with those is is kind of what you're saying is that's not for a lot of stuff. If if you really want to carry a lot of stuff, that pack is not not ideal. It's it's going to rip out or you know not going to be comfortable. So you got anything to add to that, Tiger? I know you usually carry massive packs. So yeah, I actually um, a couple of things. Uh, first, I have this. I, uh, I bought this used off of uh, Ellis. Uh, it's a no-name. It attaches by Molly. It's not even its own pack. It actually, I strap it to the back of like a plate carrier or chest rig or something like that. Uh, it's literally only for water. It's got all this Molly webbing on it, and I've never used it for that. So this is like a two-and-a-half or a three-liter. Um, and then I have a Camelback. Uh, it's got the little pouch. It's probably, I think it's the same one that Mark uses. Uh, usually I stuff, what I stuff in there is like my multi-tool, um, my collapsed cleaning rods. And, you know, I don't generally stuff extra mags or anything in it. Uh, you know, it's just kind of a tool carrying pouch, but Mark, Mark really covered it. Um, they're, they're kind of a minimalist thing. One and a half to two liters is plenty for a 10 K, uh, if it's not, then God, do you have other problems? But that's that's basically all I've got for that. So, okay, good deal. Yeah, and you know when it comes to water, it's it's really you've got to train and know how much fluids you need. I mean, if you're going down in Texas in the middle of August and it's 110 degrees, I don't know that I could carry enough water on me. If it's cold, actually, sometimes that cold sucks the heat out. So, yeah, if you're going to run in the cold, maybe you want a little bit wa more water. If it's going to be 50, 60 degrees out, you know, I've, uh, I think the first Legion I did, I just brought in a, a little pouch. I just brought, like, one of the half water bottles, and that was enough to wet my whistle and kind of 
give me a little fluid. So, so if we're talking these real lightweight packs, just just water and hardly anything else, that we've got that. From there, you kind of step up into, and I don't know, I guess you would call, so this isn't a good example, maybe a day pack, maybe not quite that, but um, you've got, this has a place for hydration bladder, so you got the little place for that to come out, but you've kind of got um, mid-weight stuff. So um, this is Voodoo Tactical, their Tobago or something like that. It's actually, I used this at um, Heartbreak earlier this year. It still has heartbreak mud on it um i you know i besides water i did carry like an extra mag or two i carried extra eyewear um since it was raining and snowing i carried a rain jacket and you know that kind of stuff in it and um i've used this now actually for two match i use this at uh heartbreak or not heart well heartbreak and uh tiger zombie match and i'll tell you uh kind of a I was surprised how much I got using it is a rifle rest. So you get some lightweight stuff packed inside here. And um, I used, I, I would throw it down like a sandbag, basically. R set your rifle on top, give yourself a nice padded, you know, something to sink into so you're not resting on like a hard, uh, like there was the metal cattle fence I shot off of. And then um, actually it was his, long range it not long range but he had a stage where he had a wobble platform and it was really small i didn't really yeah. feel like i could go prone yeah I, I didn't feel like i could go prone that well so i actually uh got in a seated position and with this thing packed up i got kind of tucked in like that and uh i mean i was the only person i think to make the hit on a, a two-inch target like 7,500 yards or something like that 125 yards i don't know what your mid yeah range yeah something like that whatever the smallest one so i was the only one the whole weekend so having a pack to i actually i used it like three or four stages there so you can carry a little bit more um this one doesn't have a waist strap you know um some of them at that size you can get them with waist straps but typically that size you're, you're not really getting into that that's into the the heavier weight but um that'd be kind of this middle ground between like a rock and just a real ultra light is it's almost like a book bag you know i guess you guys uh tiger you want to add to that uh i'll let mark go first if he has anything to add yeah so i have the high sierra which is the same sort of size this is the amazon 30 or 40 dollar whatever it doesn't have the hip the hip um straps or whatever the one I had before this did, you know, it's the same design. It's all the same backpack, but some of them, they throw on the extra hip thing. Um, and it's the same thing as Ryan said. It's plenty of storage for all your water, plenty of storage for as many mags as you want to carry. If you want to carry weight, eh, not the best probably, but it's going to do everything you want to do. If you want to just carry water in bottles, you know, in, in half liter bottles or whatever, it's got the space for that. You can compress it down with straps. There's straps on the side. Um, it kind of fills that mid-range goal. And then, like Ryan said, you can use it as a shooting uh, rest and that sort of thing. And so it's worked well for me. The, you know, more than run and gun, and we're way off topic, when I say this was the one before that, 
that I had this for skiing. This was just the perfect pack, like the perfect size of just a little bit of water, any extra gear you had. When I go downhill skiing, that was kind of the perfect size. And then if if by some miracle, Lanny Oakley or somebody like that who actually does true biathlons is watching this, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's that's exactly what you need. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, is $40 on Amazon. It's, it's a pretty typical size backpack slash pack. It's not going to carry a lot of weight for you, but it will carry enough weight for what you need. Um, before we get into the true weight class. If you want to do all, like that's, if I'm going somewhere, that's the pack I'm carrying. It's got right now, it's got a pistol, a mag, a med kit, and then I can put a laptop, whatever else I need in it. It's that kind of kit. Um, so that's that's all I have to add to that. I'm gonna take it away, Tiger. Yeah, a um, little bit of that cut out. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize because it's my crap internet that's causing all these issues. Um, I've actually got two packs in this kind of weight, mid-weight range. Um, I'm only going to show one now because one I'm going to show later in the uh, scabbarded uh, packs that we're going to talk about. Um, but I've got something similar. It's, uh, it's actually USMC uh branded or whatever i bought it at the mcx as a young pfc uh god 10 11 years ago 12 years ago now um and uh i gave 50 dollars for it thought i was a real badass uh thought i had something really awesome it's it's like they said it's a basic book bag um but at the end of the day i've carried this thing it's got a hydration pack on the back spot for it um and it's it's got you know different compartments on the front uh all all the stuff that you would see on on that type of pack uh it's got a spot where you can put hip belts on it or you can take them off um but i like to show this to people because i probably have oh i don't know four or five thousand miles hiked carrying that fifty dollar pack um, it's not really, uh, it's not really a great pack to hike with, but it was what I had. It's what I got used to. Um, I've used it as a bag to carry, to carry lunches and stuff to work. I've used it to hike with, I've used it to camp out of all the stuff. I've carried it on two different running guns. Um, it's, it's just, it's just a good solid bag. Um, I've recently stopped using it because the bottom started ripping out of it after throwing it down on gravel for years and years and years. Um, but I wanted to show that, and I'm glad that you two kind of showed something similar to show people that, you know, if you're going to run, uh, a pack, it doesn't need to be a $500 mystery ranch or Arcteryx pack like you know we keep we keep harping on this you don't need all of this super expensive gear like if you've got a good you know center fire rifle center fire pistol and one of these packs you can compete in a running gun and and i've you know i tell people all the time buy a jan sport before you buy anything else as far as pack packs go um just make sure that it's you know not going to fall apart if you do stuff it full of clothes or something but uh, these mid-sized packs are really handy. 
in everyday life. So maybe pick one of those up and use it in everyday life and also maybe use it in a running gun before you go out and spend money on the packs that we're about to start talking about. Because we're about to get into some packs that cost more, but they're more specialized and they're built different and all of that, but they also cost exponentially more than the, I think Ryan showed the most expensive mid-range pack and his was probably $75, you know, tops. Um, so yeah, I think that's just I something to keep in are... mind that this style. Go ahead. Oh, as I said, I, I do think the, the Voodoo Tacticals are closer to 100 and something. Um, I, I will say this was a price table right. pickup, and they, you know, buy from companies like that. Like, I, I've bought, spent a lot of money on yeah. Voodoo Tactical because they're at a lot of matches. Right. They are at a lot of matches, and I've got a couple of Voodoo Tactical uh, rifle bags, you know, just soft rifle cases. But honestly, if I if anybody asks me, hey, what kind of pack should I carry? I'm not doing a weight class. I just want to have some extra stuff. I will point them to a standard backpack every single time. Or I will offer to let them borrow one of my more expensive packs. Say, here, try this. Um, if you love it, I can show you where to buy it. If you don't love it, then you know that you don't like that you don't love it and you shouldn't get it. So that, that's kind of where I'm at on that style of pack is it's a good introductory, introductory pack. Um, and I think everyone should run uh, run and gun with a standard backpack, standard book bag style backpack every once in a while. Because honestly, if you know the whole point of run and gun is the Second Amendment situation and you're hiking home and all of that, like not everybody keeps a tactical bag in their car or their truck or their go-kart or whatever it is, you know, you're liable to run across a Walmart and you have a Jansport backpack to carry your crap in. So you should probably try it once. Um, <laughs> but that that's kind of my spiel on that style. And now we can move on to the quote unquote real rucking packs. Yeah. Well, and, and to illustrate my second, I think it was my second running gun I ever did was Tiger's 2019 zombie match. And he had a, uh, I think it was supposed to be a bolt gun division, but I don't like to play by the rules. So I ran a lever action and it was a 308 lever action. So I literally had like little like AR magazine pouches. That I just dumped 308 rounds in and then my, it literally a like Jansport book bag that I had picked up at the thrift store with extra boxes of ammo and some water in it. And, and that was, that was it. I did fairly well at that. I didn't win it by any stretch of the imagination, but I was still fairly high up for having a pretty janky kit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Right. So it, you just use what you got. Yeah. You use what you got. Um, all right. So we're, we're going into, um, and, and I guess to say, for that kind of pack, if you're looking to carry much more than like 20 pounds, 20, 25 pounds, um, like that's kind of the top limit. 35 would be top. Start, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, and I've carried, I've carried 30 in packs like that with even waist straps. And it's really like, unless it's a super, super nice pack, it's going to start getting really uncomfortable for, for any kind of distance. Right. Um, the, the one more thing I will add, if you're getting quote-unquote tactical packs, um, 
maybe watch out for too much molly on it that that stuff tends to yeah. get caught up in stuff and low crawls um a lot of the new stuff you'll get this like laser cut molly which is lower profile doesn't get caught but you'll see some of the like tactical stuff has just molly freaking everywhere on it you you don't need to add and it's and it's heavy for no reason it, yeah, oh, it's heavy left. for no reason. It adds extra weight, and then like, yeah, and then it gets caught. It gets caught on stuff. Um, you know, if you're doing a low crawl or you're going through the yeah. woods, that molly get stuff in it. Um, so we've already talked arteryx. We've talked molly. So let's get into the big rucking sacks, and I'll start with my only introduction into it, which I know um, Tiger probably looks at this in fondness. Um, and this is a good starting point because these are not very yeah. – they're not that expensive. I mean, you got to look around. This is the right. Marine ILBE, correct? The Improved Load Bearing yeah, Equipment. Yeah. And um, the Gen 2, which I don't know that there's not a huge difference between Gen 1 and Gen 2. The color of these and a couple little things. But um, this is maybe a good entry into, like, a good rucksack now i was using a a yeah. jan sport or something backpack like commercial backpacking backpack for a while and i tore i tore it out because i was rucking like 40 45 pounds two or three days a week and um you know five miles at a time and th they're not made for that kind of thing so if you're going to start carrying a lot of weight uh don't go that route try to try to get something like what we're going to talk about you know, here, um, I think I picked this up for 60 bucks, 50, 60 bucks. Sometimes that's a decent deal. I think you can get them for 80 pretty regularly, 125 kind of depends on hundred bucks. Usually what condition. Yeah. It depends on the condition, but you know, so what you're getting when you start getting up in this, you've got padded shoulder straps. You've got a lot of extra, um, was a support so you're not just getting padded but you're getting extra support that makes them stronger you're getting like a actual really good solid um waist strap um not really easy to show there's actually internal like aluminum support here um these you know these do unfortunately have like a lot of molly and stuff on them and attachment points and extra i mean there's you could i think these are rated for like up to 100 25 pounds or something like that i don't want to carry that much yeah and i've our, seen them loaded with a lot more know. yeah yeah i know that's what everyone like got it's like oh did you get the day pack and i'm like no i don't know anything like oh yeah yeah you could carry extra weight on it i'm like i, I don't want to carry extra weight on it if i overload that i'm you know i'm right. carrying gosh 125 pounds is like 75 percent of my body weight so i'm not real interested in doing that if i don't have to but um but really that when I got that, my rucking got so much better. Like the comfort in my rucking got so much better because it, it just it supports the weight better. Um and, and that's you right. know, that's just a base model. I mean, you can get packs that are like floating on air when you got them on your shoulder. So uh I don't know, you wanna uh go next here, Mark? You got anything to add to rucks? I don't know how much of that you do. Sure. So I don't do a lot of it, and I'll admit that straight away. But what I have is the REI, uh, what do they call this? The Trail 40. So about the exact same size that Ryan's talking. 
it's 40 liters. Uh, what I have in now is just my camping stuff and it's about 25 pounds. I've hiked several miles with this. It's got the straps, you know, the hip belt. It's got the suspension straps, got the water bladder, and it's worked well for me. Again, I haven't done it in run and gun, which is the proof testing, right? Where we're all testing our gear in those high stress situations. It's not that, um, but just hiking around. Uh, I have the same one or the women's version for my wife. She's a two thirds of the way to me, you know, she's 120 pounds wet and she carries this with 25 plus pounds, like nothing. Um, it's got that, I don't know if we've talked about it. I kind of cut out there for a second, but it's got a internal frame. If we've talked about internal versus external frame, but it's got a little bit of plastic in there that sort of supports the weight, changes it from your shoulders to your hips and puts the weight on your hips, which is kind of what you want. Um, we could discuss, I don't know if it's part of the list, but discussing how you load this stuff versus yeah. on your hips. Versus yeah, I was, I, we, we got later in there, a section on some tips for, for load bearing it j just to add, since, um, I'm cutting in here, the ILBE is 75 liter pack. So, yeah. so twice little, as big almost as this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. so Plenty of pack. I mean, this is, if you look at me again, we'll put against my torso. I mean, this is a lot of pack. This is plenty for any run and gun, even if you're carrying weight. Again, I have only done 25 pounds. A lot of the run and guns will ask you to do 20 to 40 pounds, which would be plenty for this. You cinch it down, keep that weight close to your back, high up. Again, we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, this has a spot for a bladder. You can see my bladder line running out of there so I can drink water. Uh, it's been a good pack for me. I, I'm not the pack expert. Um, and But for what I've done, the miles that I've put on it, I've not had any complaints about this. And you get if we talk about the details for a second, things like being able to tighten, you can't really see it here, but tighten the shoulders so you're pulling it higher on your shoulders, being able to tighten the belt so you pull it closer to back there and then there's little cinch areas where you can pull it closer to back here and then higher up here so all those little details kind of add into what you're looking for in a pack so that you keep it as close to your back and as high as you can when it comes to that weight you know if you you think of an old fat belly you know, you don't want it all down low and hanging off you on your back the same way you wouldn't want to hang off your belly if you're, you know, learning to run and gun and maybe drinking too many beers, that kind of thing that we've all fell into those habits before. But you kind of get that idea from the pack. And um, again, it's nothing special. It's REI. I think I spent hundred-ish dollars. You know, it's REI. So if you're in the club, you you maybe don't feel bad about spending a hundred dollars on that, but it's not a bad pack for sure. I mean, REI makes good stuff and you can find the cheaper in the mill SERP stuff if you want to. And we can, you know, Tiger will probably tell us about how Alice is the only way to go. So, um, you know, who the fuck is Alice, but we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, <laughs> as far as the off the shelf, hundred dollar pack, I don't feel bad about that one at all. So yeah, that's, that's 
we're getting to about the edge of my pack knowledge with that. So I'll let you guys take care of the rest of yeah, this and discussion. That's, that's pretty similar to what I was using. I mean, it, it, about the same size, about the same price level. Um, and and I, if you have one of those, I would say use it for a match if you're going to do weight. Um, if you're really like, hey, I'm going to hit a rucking plan and I'm going to be doing this regularly, um, you may want to keep a pack like that to – your backpacking and get something a little more sturdy because um a lot like the seams were just ripping out on mine just it, once you and it wasn't immediately it was like you know after two or three four months of rucking through the winter i started seeing things rip out so that's kind of what you get with more commercial stuff um now tiger is the rucking is our rucking expert for the day because he has carried way too much weight over way too far in his previous military life i'm sure and his civilian running gun life so uh yeah start filling us in on some of uh what you look for in a pack and then we will get into maybe some tips for setting up packs or rucking with weight tiger i'm gonna cut in here for um, a second tiger go ahead i just want to mention on this pack and other rei when you get into that like the it's not gucci but it's like the yuppie maybe or the i'm gonna go hiking this pack is actually sized and so they do have uh measurements this is the large they have the medium the women's is the small so you can actually measure your back and get the right size for your back and that will make a difference so i just want to throw that in there before we get into details because when we get into alice and stuff like that molly it's you're a grunt. Grunt is your size. Now that's what you get. And so there is a, a kind of an art to sizing yeah. these things yeah. and it will matter in how you carry this stuff. So now tiger, take us home. Yeah. Um, like, like Ryan said, and like a lot of you who I'm sure are watching or listening to this know, I was, I was a Marine or I am a Marine, you know, there's no such thing as a former Marine. Um, and I, I carried one of those Ilbies um, a lot. And actually, that's kind of part of what blew out my knee. I carried a lot. I carried it a lot out in 29 Palms, uh, sand and heavy boots and heavy weight and all of that. And stubborn, young, 21-year-old, 22-year-old Marines don't mix when you're talking about joint health. Pro tip, uh, <laughs> take care of your knees and your feet. But... Um, so that LB, it, yeah, it's a great way to get into uh, rucking. Uh, you know, you guys talk about who the fuck is Alice um, and all of that. And I know a lot of guys who swear, they will absolutely swear up and down that an Alice pack is all that you need. And it is the be all end all. And it, you know, it's like the 1911. It won world wars in Vietnam and all this. Rah, rah, rah. And you know what? Fuck that. Because an Alice pack is god-awful to carry. And it's god-awful to pack. And if you're carrying an Alice pack now, you know, more power to you because you're a tougher man than I am. So I, anybody I, who's I don't know if it's the Alice pack, pack but yeah. at Wolver... Oh, I don't know if it's an Alice pack, but at Wolverine this year, I had to get this in. Um, one of our friends, John Shelley, who's in the Army currently still... He had whatever the current Army issue pack is. And he was talking about, like, 
how great these are and this is what the army did right you know as far as gear and like how comfortable it is and then he put on my ilby and he was like oh oh this sucks f that this is so much better than our pack <laughs> so the marines when they and i said that's like arturex is the one who designed that i guess and i think proper sews it here in america but the some yeah. a lot of military gear just sucks and it's like the base like but when it comes to packs the lb is a really really solid option even for the commercial market outside of the military yeah yeah the lb is great for um for an introductory pack uh for sure or for for an end-all be-all pack like if you buy an lb you can use it for for years and years and years and be fine um what you're not gonna see an lb on is kind of like what mark was talking about that a uh, 25 year old who wears North Face coats and he's going to hike just sections of the Appalachian on weekends, or you know he's going to hit up Bryce Canyon on a Saturday, or do this hike or do that hike. You're never going to see an LB on that guy because that REI is perfect for him. Um, it's lighter weight; it carries all he needs it to carry. Uh, you're never going to see an LB on a day hunter in Colorado or Montana because the LB weighs probably eight or 10 pounds by itself. And, and that's fine. It's great. It's durable and it's awesome. I love the LB. Um, I've bought, sold, owned, traded half a dozen of them. Um, my current pack uh, is this monster right here. This, and it's open and then there's the zombie patch and it's got, um, this is an Everly stock G4 operator that right there oh there's knocking down brass putting it down is um to me is the best heavyweight pack on the market today if you want to carry a rifle one thing that it has that the lb doesn't have is it's got a scabbard built in it's right there it carries a rifle right in it um i love that feature uh, I've used it on multiple running guns. Uh, but again, this pack alone by itself, empty, weighs 11 pounds. So it's not a lightweight pack. It was built to sustain deployments, and that's what it will do. It will absolutely take anything that you throw at it. Heartbreak 2017. They have a 50% of your body weight weight class. And back then, I was an idiot. Uh, I stuffed 135 pounds in this pack, and it was not full. I could have stuffed 200 pounds in it, 300 pounds in it. And if I could have picked it up, I would have been able to carry it. Like, So when you ask what I look for in a pack, that's, that's the ideal pack for me to go. Like if I were going to go hike the Appalachian Trail start to finish through hike it, that's the pack I would carry because I could carry 50, 60 pounds in it. I could throw it down on rocks. I could throw it in the water. I could rub it up against trees. That's what it is. It's adjustable. Like Mark was talking about sizing your pack. This has one, two, three, four, five, eight different slots where you can up and down on the shoulder straps. It's got a fully adjustable weight belt. It's got a fully adjustable chest strap. Um, it's got a, what they call a gossamer internal or IntelliFlex internal frame. Um, it's, it's a fantastic pack. It costs $500. There's no reason for anyone to spend $500 on a pack. Like, 
absolutely no reason for that unless you're an idiot like me. Um, <laughs> or you're going to go to Afghanistan for a year. Like if you're going to go to Afghanistan for a year and you want to take your own pack because you're in the army like John Shelley is and he the army issues you a shit pack because they don't expect you to ever carry it, buy an Eberly stock operator, stuff it full of all your shit, throw it in the back of the Humvee. It'll be great. <laughs> like, that's 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 what that pack is built for. And it does a fantastic job. I've carried, um, I think, the March match 2019 or 2018. I carried three rifles in it. I carried my RPR in the scabbard. I carried an AK or an AR-10 that didn't work um, <laughs> in one side pouch and a lever gun in the other side pouch. Um, I've carried the RPR and an AK in it. I've thrown it. I threw it off of a 14 foot wall twice with 130 pounds in it. And it, and it just worked. Um, other packs that are in that realm of being, uh, can a has some packs like that. Uh, Arcteryx has a couple of packs that are like that. Mystery ranch, Eberly stock, Kelby are the three big ones. The big, brands that have that style of pack that i like i actually just looked up the specs on it it's an 80 liter pack so it's a little bit bigger uh probably the scabbard is the difference between um ryan's ilby and my pack um and like i said it's got side pouches it's got the kangaroo pouch which we're going to talk about in a little bit as a really nice feature um everything like that the middle ground between the mid-grade packs that we were talking about and this pack right here is another Eberly stock. Um, I'm going to go ahead and show it. This is a Gunrunner. It's kind of a minimalist day pack-ish. Uh, it's also got a scabbard in it. Um, and then they have another model called the Gun I don't own that's a little bit bigger than the Gunrunner. Um I have carried that pack on about six different running guns. Again, this one's a little bit easier to see. You can see the uh, adjustments that you have. So you just undo this Velcro. You can move the shoulder straps up and down the pack. Uh, it's got a fully padded hip belt with, you know, fully adjustable there. This doesn't have an internal frame on it. It's got a little bit of plastic, a little bit of rigidity, but it's mostly these airflow pads that are keeping it off of you. Um, this is about a 60 to 70 pound max load is what this, is what this gets into. Uh, I know that because I packed it with about 70 pounds worth of shit when we did the Sergeant Struthers, uh, 22 mile ruck a couple years ago, um, carried it for 23 miles. And while my feet and my knees and my hips all hurt, my back did not. And it was because this pack carries like a dream this weighs about four pounds costs you about 200 bucks um you can catch it on sale for like 100 to 150 so if you're looking for a good day hunting pack or running gun style pack this is what i would recommend if you're willing to drop the coin on it and again mystery ranch kelby all arcteryx they all have packs in this range like any major pack brand the rei um, they have packs that are designed for rougher, tougher conditions. Um, and they all have packs in this range. So what you really want to look for in a pack, good, wide, padded shoulder straps. 
you want it to take up most of your shoulder. Like you don't want a real thin strap that will cut into you. It will hurt. It'll be uncomfortable. Um, and, and you will hate it. And you can ask John Hutt and Rusty Trumbull, um, once a pack does you dirty one time, you take it on one hike and it hurts real bad or, or messes you up one time, you'll never you'll never trust it again. And, and that's a really weird way to talk about an inanimate object that, you know, you're going to carry, but you really do have to trust your pack. Like it's these packs have, you know, they don't have feelings, but you develop a relationship with your gear once you use it enough. Um and maybe I'm just the weirdo, but, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that good wide shoulder strap, the hip belt is super, uh, super important. It needs to be long enough to get around to the front of your hips with the actual wide belt in between your hips. It can be the thin strap, um, just to clip them together, but you want that full range hip belt to the front of your hips so that you have padding right there. Um, and then something that a lot of people never talk about the chest strap, a lot of them don't have an, a, enough adjustment in the chest strap. You should be able to tighten that down to where your, your chest, your shoulder straps should come to almost the, like they should end right here inside of your nipples. Like they should cover right there. And but then when you want to take it off, you should be able to loosen it up to where they're out here so that you can strap, take the pack off without um, really, you know, having to freak out and do, do all kinds of yoga and gymnastics. Uh, one other thing that's I like a lot about Everly Stocks and the LB has one, this handle right here. I use this to put the pack on. I will lift it up. Like here, I'll, you know, I will lift it up if I can grab a hold of it like this and then slide my arms in and let it settle down. And then whenever I take it off, I grab a hold of that handle, lift up a little bit, and then my arms can come out of it. That's a really nice feature. And also it's on the ground and you need to pick it up and just move it three or four feet to a truck tailgate if you're hunting or to a rock, if you're hiking or something to get it up on something where you're not bending over to get into the pack, having that handle to grab a hold of is just really, really, really nice. Um, obviously I'm an Everly stock fan. I will, I will praise them and preach their virtues forever, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of brands out there. Try a lot of different things. I've tried everything from them, mystery ranch, uh, one other thing, and I'm going to catch a lot of shit about this from the internet trolls. Go ruck packs. If I see you at a running gun with a go ruck pack, expect to be hazed. <laughs> go rucks are really awesome for go rucks. They they're they're built to put to put go ruck weight plates in. And carry them really well and nothing else. They don't work for everyday carry packs. They don't work for stuffing a lot of gear in because they're really tight. Um, that's another thing. You want something that'll flex and out like Mark was showing with his, where you can tighten everything down or you can loosen up. If you have a bunch of like clothes that you want to stuff in there, they need to be able to stretch a little bit, flex. Um, and we can, I could talk for days about materials 
and uh, tensile strength to weight ratios and, and all this stuff. But that's none of that's really important. You know, it's, it's just like gun stuff. You can, you can really dive into the minutia. But at the end of the day, wide shoulder straps, good hip belt, decent chest strap, and then maybe a couple of features that you want, right? Right size, right weight. Maybe it has molly. Maybe it has the laser cut. Maybe it has the handle. Maybe it has the scabbard. Whatever you decide is important, that's what you should buy. Uh, but for comfortability's sake, big wide, padded shoulder straps, good hip belt, good chest strap. That's If it doesn't have those, you're well, going to have a really bad day carrying more than 35 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, that was a good kind of intro to some of what we're going to talk about as far as like fitting a pack to you and kind of using this. But um, I think the good point is, like you said, there's a lot of, you know, you'll see people putting out there like what the weight of the fabric is and all this stuff. Um, there, There's a lot of, I don't want to say, there's a lot of varying opinions on that. And I think the thing to understand is like find good pack companies and this really good pack company may use something and you think, oh, that's too thin. But they know that the way that they've got it sewn, the way that they're using it, that it's strong enough to do what you need it to do. Now, this other company, their pack may be five times thicker, you know, of the fabric, but it rips out because they don't know how to stitch a seam right. Like, it's like a lot of stuff. When you find a good right. quality company that, that stands behind their product, it doesn't matter what all the little fine you know the the nuts and bolts are they're you they know how to use them correctly so um so yeah so we'll kind of break this yeah down real and quick. that's um, um uh let me cut in one second mark or ryan let me cut in one second um that's one thing that i really try to push on people uh, you know, they'll talk about like my, my 10 pound pack versus my four pound pack, or mostly they argue over like a three pound versus a six pound. Cause the six pounds kind of get into that upper end heavier pack. Um, if you stuff a pack full of weight, like if you stuff a pack, even for a day trip where you've got 25 or 30, 35 pounds on there, you're not going to notice two or three pounds of pack weight. So don't worry about getting the hyper light pack if you're going to put more than 10 pounds in it because it doesn't matter so you know ounces make pounds and pounds make pain yes but i would rather have a six pound pack that i know is going to hold up because like ryan said it's sewn really well and it's and it's backed by a good solid company um versus some facebook ad pack i found that weighs 2.4 pounds and you know, I stuff it full of food and stuff and the cardboard box for my for my honeycombs that I stuffed down in there rips through the outer pack of it like that's and I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen and it sucks because then you've got to duct tape and try to carry shit. And it's just it's just a bad day when you have to carry stuff outside of a pack that you planned on being in a pack all day. All right. Go on. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> All right, so we're gonna start from the kind of start from the top here. Most good packs, you will have some kind of shoulder adjustment. So, this you mm -hmm. these shoulders can come down, they can come up. Um, 
this is all and and there's there's good articles out there on kind of setting this up but like it a lot of it is you've got to figure out where the weight's at in your pack and we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit but you've got to play with this stuff and see what's comfortable for you so kind of going down as as tiger said a good pack will have adjustment for like the little chest strap as far as where that's at but also the height of it because my torso is definitely not the same as Mark's, which is not the same as Tiger's. So you may have to ride this up higher or lower, depending on what weight you have in it, higher or lower. Um, obviously, as most packs have, you're going to have your adjustment as far as how much, how big the loops are. Um, and again, if you adjust that, you may have to adjust the top as well. Um, Better packs, like if you see this one, this has got kind of a locking feature on that. Um, that was the big problem with my my Jan Sport, you know, commercial one. I don't know if Mark's has like a locking. The little teeth that were supposed to hold into it, as you would ruck, that that fabric would just pull out, and this and the straps would get longer, and I have to yank down. And um, so, you know, things like that are worth looking for. Is there some kind of positive lock? Is there? Um, how does that work? You know, is it plastic? Is it metal? Plastic's not bad if it's done right. Metal's not necessarily better than plastic if the metal's done poorly. You know, the design is bad. So um, these are all things. So you want to adjust all that pack where it should be. And lastly, you've got your, your hip pack, your hip weight. So this one, you can adjust there. It's actually got another adjustment here kind of pulls you know the weight up and as tiger was saying like all these packs they've got different ways of adjusting it to you so mark's kind of showing you he's got if you're watching the video feed of this his packs got a lot of these same things maybe it's going to different areas um and then lastly as i think um tiger mentioned this and, and mark mentioned it you've got straps on the side here that cinch this closed because if i've only got a little bit in here. I don't want this pack huge and all this weight jostling around. A big part of rucking and carrying weight is that you want to put it in, in a specific spot and you want that weight to stay there. If you have stuff shifting around in your pack, then it's not going to be comfortable as you're moving. You're going to have things move. It could throw you off balance. So, um, you know, all that stuff. I mean, this one's even got straps going up to tighten it this way. I mean, that was a big thing. These bigger, when you start getting into, and Mark probably has less as like a 45 liter, but when you get into 75, 80, you know, you get these big packs, um, you've really got to make sure that your weight is um, where it's supposed to be and stays where it's supposed to be. Um, I think we'll go on to load, like how we want to load our packs and as far as like distributing weight, but do you guys want to add anything as far as like fit? I guess, Mark, you want to add something to that? Yeah, just two things quick. Um, one, I wanted to touch on something Tiger kind of mentioned, and it's more of a run and gun thing, maybe a little bit of a hiking thing, is you can trust your pack to waterproof or you can just throw a contractor trash bag or even a basic trash bag in there you're going to get as good or better waterproofing than you will trusting, you know, literally everywhere in these bags is full of holes that are called seams. Right. And so if you want to trust water pack waterproofing, you just throw a trash bag in there or a contractor bag, whatever it is, 
you're going to get, you know, like don't get bent out of shape that this pack isn't proven to be waterproof. You know, that's, that's not a big hurdle to jump over. And then Tiger spent a little bit of time talking about rifle scabbards and you can add scabbards to a lot of things. One of the things, even with my littlest backpack, you know, my little camelback is that throwing a rifle over a camelback is way more comfortable than just putting a, a rifle on your back. You know, we've talked in other episodes about biathlon slings and things like that, but just having something between your back and that rifle, so much better. Scabbard takes it to another level. You know, you don't, you go from having two points to having just weight on two shoulders. And so scabbards definitely have value, but really any bag, you're going to put on the bag first, throw the rifle over that, and then have the sling in between sling, rifle, sling, rifle, bag. Yeah, so you have that extra padding makes a big deal when you're out there three, four, five miles into a course. You don't have that same, you know, you got your carry handle, all the buttons, the magwell, all that stuff pushing into you makes a big deal there. Scabbards take it to another level. It's all about how you manage weight. We've kind of talked about this. We'll talk about this again, but you're managing weight. You're managing pressure points, you know, with the difference of width of your thing. It's, it's all, all sort of a game of how to manage that weight. And so that's just one of the ways you can do it. Scabbard is one way, you know, just throwing your rifle over a bag, second way to do that. So that's all I've got to add. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, take it away, Tiger. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Uh, okay. Well, okay, I'll th I'll say one. No, I'll say one quick thing here. Um, you know, Mark kind of touched on it there, and I, I did touch on it a little bit. Uh, waterproofing bags. Uh, I spent a couple years ago. I spent like four hundred dollars on an Arcterix waterproof pack, and I was going to take it canoeing and kayaking, and that was going to be my my river bag, and it was going to be awesome, and I was going to have all the things right. Um, I used it on one canoe trip. I hated every minute of it because it was hard to get into because the zippers were waxed uh, and it was hard to open. It was hard to close. It was, and then you had to like flap zippers, oh, like flaps two or three layers over it to keep it all waterproof. I was like, this is ignorant. This is dumb. I've got a pack at home that I can stuff a drive bag or like Mark said, a contractor trash bag into wrap it up, you know, fold it over a couple of times, easy peasy done. Um, he talks about, uh, you're managing weight, um, and pressure points and stuff like that. Uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit and I'll, uh, I'll expand on that, but I'm going to go ahead and let Ryan start talking about how we pack packs. And then when it comes back around to me, I'll talk about pressure points and why we pack packs a certain way. All right. Yeah. So, um, and, and I was just gonna, I was going to add that I was listening to a podcast on the sniper action challenge guy that's shot it a couple of times and dry bags is, it was their method. They just, if there was something they didn't want to get wet, they shoved it in a, they had two or three different size dry bags, shove it in there, stick it in your pack. You're, you're good to go. So, um, you know, you could spray the outside with some waterproofing just to keep the fabric from soaking up a bunch of water and extra weight. But, um, if you if you want the inside of the stuff inside your bag to be dry, just throw it in a little light. They've got some really super lightweight dry bags that really don't add much weight, but 
they'll keep everything wet. So, um, so I'll kind of go now into packing and, um, there's certainly a lot of different ways that you can, you can do this. Um, the big key thing here is keeping, especially the most weight. So if you have things that are heavier, if you have items that are heavier than not, keeping that close to your body and somewhat up, up high. You know, I, I don't know. You don't necessarily, if you got a real tall pack, you don't want a bunch of weight over top of your head. But, you know, keeping it kind of up high, up kind of near your shoulders and, and even near your head is really the ideal way to do this. Now, depending on how much you're carrying and what you're carrying, that's that's really how you decide it. Um, Tiger's very much into when he goes out there running, gunning and rucking, throwing useful weight into his pack, which is a solid idea um for like when i do rucks and stuff like that and the couple of times i've done running gun or matches where i've needed weight um i've actually used um just sandbags you know take a old you know cloth and make a sandbag out of it and um you can roll it up with tape it up is another way and then i've used yoga blocks like the little square yoga blocks and stack a couple of those because they're light and Throw light and solid, and then just you know use that to get the weight. Because what you don't want to do here is I don't want to take forty pounds of sandbags, drop them in the bottom bottom of the bag. Besides the fact that it is a lot of weight just on the the bottom fabric and seams, it's also a lot of weight really down low. So um, you use yoga blocks. If you're backpacking, you're going to throw your your sleeping bag in the very bottom. You're going to throw maybe your tent in, and then you're going to stack some kind of heavier stuff on top but um keeping that weight close to your body and up high is really the two the two key things that that i've found and um um yeah that that's the important thing you know maybe you got to pack it certain ways because of how you're going to get to it if you if you're you know if you're using it out on a run and gun course obviously don't put something really light but super important that you want to get to like that in the bottom of your pack you're going to have to pack for what makes sense but um as far as if you're really getting a lot of weight in here and you got a choice keep that weight close to your body keep it keep it up high mark you want to add anything before we let tiger tell us really how to do it nope that's basic <laughs> backpacking 101 i think you hit it all there very well i mean if you want to get in if you want to think about it harder it's leverage the farther away from your back there is it's more leverage pulling you back so you hit it fine yeah uh, yeah, that's, um, that's a real good basic, uh, introduction, uh, to it. You know, you keep your heavy stuff right up around your shoulders as close to the spine as you can, as close to your back as you can. Like, like Mark said, you want to, you know, keep your leverage from going back. Um, going back to the Marine Corps days, they taught us sleeping system on bottom. And then they, what they taught us was actually in that Ilby to put your spare set of boots on top of your sleeping pack. And that seems a little counterintuitive because boots are a little heavy, right? So you'd think you'd want them a little higher. But what that did was that opened up your pack. So Ryan's yoga blocks, you know, that it opens up your pack a little bit so that you have room to stack stuff. Um, if I'm going on a long-term camping trip where I'm actually going to take like sheets for like lightweight, you know, if it's hot out or if it's warm out, I will line my pack with that sheet. It won't get folded up and stacked. It will line the whole pack 
so that it saves space. Um, you know, again, you want to avoid the leverage to the back. Uh, the big thing that I wanted to talk about is not to have anything pointed or um, small and protuberance on any of your edges. You don't want that any on, you don't want it on the outside edge. You don't want it on the inside edge. You don't want any of that. And the reason for that pressure equation, pressure equals force over area. That's why we have inch pounds, foot pounds, right? Area is your biggest thing, right? If you have somebody standing on your back, let's, let's use this as an example. Say it's a six foot eight, 300 pound man standing on your back, but he's standing on a two by 12 that's running across your back. That will hurt less than the five foot two, 110 pound woman who's using a stiletto high heel, right? That stiletto is going to be more pressure. And Mark's smiling because he's remembering a weekend in Vegas. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but so you don't want anything <laughs> that's, uh, you know, that that is going to push out at a small point and press into either your pack it's bad for your pack it's bad for the material or you yourself you know mark touched on it um throwing a rifle over a pack even if it's just a water bladder is a lot more comfortable that's because rifles really suck to carry and they're full of small pointy things that dig into you you know everybody likes the big overextended charging handles you know what that does if it's rubbing into your back over six miles it wears an effing hole in your back um <laughs> even if you flip your even if you have a small one and you flip your rifle around the i've seen people wear holes in t-shirts from shell deflectors forward assists um particularly sharp uh m-lock cuts i've seen those tear holes in clothes um Picatinny rails. I saw one dude who had a Picatinny rail bruise down the back of his left, the left side of his back because he had stuck his rifle in between his backpack and himself and then used the backpack to cinch down tight. And it made little itty bitty bruises where that Picatinny rail was like scope, uh, scope adjustments, scope caps, all of those things hurt because they're small and they press into you with even just a little bit of force. So, you know, you, you want to avoid all of that. Um, we've all kind of shown packs and they have these kangaroo pouches, what they call kangaroo pouches on top. Any good solid uh, rucking pack is going to have a kangaroo pouch. I use mine on running guns to carry medical gear, extra mags, um, and occasionally cleaning gear. I'll throw in there. Um, if I'm just camping and stuff, it's, it's my snack pack. Right. Like that's where I keep all my snacks because I can throw it off. I don't have to get into the main pack, unzip it, grab a granola bar, grab, you know, graham crackers, grab beef jerky, whatever. I've got stuffed in there, uh, things like that. You want your water, if you're carrying bottles of water, to either be, I've got a knife on the hip belt, but you either want to have your water pouch or water container holder here, or most packs have side pouches. Stick it in there where you can reach back and grab a hold of it right here and then slide it back in. Um, I've seen people who use these right here and they clip a water bottle onto it. It's great if you're backpacking because you can hold on to it. If you're doing serious rucking, it's going to flop around. It's going to hit you in the chest. It's going to hit you in the face. It's going to annoy the shit out of you. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> you know, and that, and that's really what it comes down to. 
is once you get into, like Ryan said, you get into a, a serious rucking program where you're, you're putting in five, 10, 15, 20 miles a week with some weight on your back over some technical trails, things like that. You're going to figure out, Oh, Hey, that, um, that med kit that I stuffed down in there, it's got it's tourniquet, um, windless sticking out of it. And that's rubbing into my side. I need to move that. Um, Hey, that water bottle right here. Yeah. It's really convenient. I can just pop it open and drink out of it. If I'm trying to make speed, it's flopping around, hitting me in the face, and that's really annoying. Um, so, yeah, the basics, like Ryan said, Mark, weight sorry, Mark, up around your shoulders. Mark, Mark, your microphone cable is making noise. Um, like, I think it's the actual cable, so you may want to mute yourself when you're not uh, talking there. Um. But yeah, so uh, like Ryan said, Ryan's thing was the perfect intro. Uh, I have done a deep dive um, into stuff that probably nobody cares about, but packs are part of my, you know, I've carried a lot of weight over a lot of miles. Uh, I've hurt myself doing it. I've used it to get myself better from hurting myself doing it. Um, it's my primary training program whenever I am training for running guns, uh, things like that. So I, I really love it. And, uh, and so if anybody has any questions, feel free to contact me. I will talk your ear off about packs. I will help you buy your first pack. Um, I'll help you buy your 15th pack. If you have 14 others and you don't like any of them, doesn't matter. Um, you know, feel free to give me a shout and we can, we can talk, we can get into that minutia that I'm sure we've gone over time of what we wanted to anyways. Yeah, and um, I'd actually, I'd like to do a rucking-specific episode as far as, like, you know, if you're interested in doing it, like, how to do it, some training do's and don'ts, um, and we'll probably have Tiger on that, and I, we have some other friends that are much more accomplished at rucking. I mean, I I had rucking pretty yeah. serious last year, so I it helped a lot with my cardio and, and strength, but then I also learn some hard lessons of things not to do because towards the end, like leading up to heartbreak, I had to take a couple of weeks off because my knees, which were already kind of hurting before I started it, were hurting even worse. And, you know, some of that was probably my physical knees. Some of it was overtraining and um, that sort of thing. So it, it's really great. There's, there's certainly caveats and things you want to be careful for. And, um, We'll probably say it in that episode. If, if you're thinking about doing that, like all things, talk to your doctor before you like get into a rucking program. Um, you know, if you're 18 year old, you know, full of piss and vinegar, you could probably start a rucking program pretty good. If you're 45 and 50 and you're like, hey, I want to ruck. Now, you know, if you depending on your life before that, maybe there's certain things you want to consider. So, because um, if done right, I, I really don't think rucking is – I think it's more healthy than it's not. But done wrong, as Tiger was saying, you know, you, you, you do weight wrong. You do too much weight. You you know, I mean, I was rucking on trails. The chances of hurting an ankle is a lot higher there. But there's there's a lot of other injuries that, that can happen if done wrong. You know, it's like weightlifting. You do it right. It's awesome for your body. You do it wrong. You got problems you're fighting for a long time. So uh, I think that's something we'll try to 
Well, I, there's some training specific episodes I want to do here coming up when we've got some friends that are a little more knowledgeable on that than us. You know, we, a lot of us have just kind of stumbled into it. These guys have better read, better researched, and um, we'll, we'll try to do that. So um, I think we're like going imagine to- a guy that's like like 36 with like 40 pounds on his back trying to jog. Like what? He's already got bad knees. What's going to happen to a guy like that? It's not going to be good for anybody, is it? I, you're going to. I mean, crush, hard to say, but you're going to crush. You know, you're going to crush goals, is what you're going to do. I mean, crush something. That's for sure. <laughs> are you saying I shouldn't have done leg day today too? Afterwards, yeah. always do leg day. All right, yeah. That's that's my that's my motto. I I hit it. I I rocked it hard yesterday, and then I hit leg day today for the first time in forever. So. Um, but Hey, I'm going to see a doctor next week about my knees. So they'll probably tell me hit it a little bit harder. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to wrap, we're going to wrap this up. Um, I, I think the big thing here is, um, don't let gear be a deterrent. If you want to do a running gun, if you want to do a running gun and you want to bring a pack, I think this is a pretty good episode to kind of give you an idea of what, what to look for. Um, if you're wanting to rock, stay tuned. We'll try to talk a little bit more about that and get get something like that going and um i guess as always um this show is sponsored by primer co i forgot to say it at the intro i've got my my gun day t-shirt they've got a lot of t-shirts and uh coffee mugs and all kinds of cool two-way accessories primerco.com um mark do you have anything to say before we sign off tiger you got anything else no nope, i'm good no nope, all good. right Thank you. All right, yes, thanks for watching. And uh, please comment, subscribe, um, give us your thoughts below. And uh, if you got any questions or anything you want to see in an episode, please let us know. We've got a lot of topics lined up, but maybe there's something that you want to hear us talk about or discuss that is on our list, and then we'll just bump it to the top. Or maybe it's not on our list, but it, we think it'd be a good conversation. So, uh, yeah, give us uh, give us some feedback. Thanks.